This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right. Hello, Morning Breath. How are you guys today? Hopefully y'all are well. I'm Pastor Brian, and I am uh, your host today. Pastor Dan is away. Um, I'm here with a couple of my friends. Uh, Pastor Christian Hurston, how are you doing today? Doing great. Good morning, everybody. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for being part of the show with us today. It's, uh, it's a fun time. We get to hang out and do, uh, do some Word together. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun to get together, get in the Word. And really, I loved you say hanging out with some friends. You know, we got Nick in the studio with us today, too. Got a nice, fresh haircut. Even gave it to himself, looking Boom. sharp. Boom. So fresh and so clean. And I love getting to do life with you guys and do life with you on the radio. You know, this is a time where we want to connect even more than ever. And so either through the radio, through the podcast, whatever way you're tuning in or connecting right now, we're happy to be doing life with you. Yeah, I mean, the, the heart of this show is to get in the Word of God every day and let, let the Word speak to you, but it's also about doing it with other people, that you're not just doing a devotion at home alone, um, which is great. It's an incredible thing to do. You should do that. But also to hear maybe what God's spoken to some other people about some chapters that you've read. And so uh, we're, we're thankful that you're with us today. Thanks for being a part of this show. It is a drive-time devotion, sure, to jumpstart your day. Sometimes it's not drive-time. Sometimes it's evening. Sometimes it's at on a podcast or some other ways that you get that. So thanks for doing that. Can you tell them how to get connected to the chapters and where we're headed? Yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to be in Acts 6, which is an incredible chapter. I love it. And the easiest way to stay in touch is through our app, which is just called the East Coast app. You can find it anywhere that you get your apps from. You can also follow along on our website, which is ECCC.us. You can get it through the podcast, any apps that you use for that. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321 321- 452-1060, and we will email or mail out a copy of the devotion guide for you to be able to stay connected. We're excited for you to be plugged in. Yeah, it's an incredible time to be in the Word of God. Um, of course, this is Holy Week, as uh, many have termed it, with Easter coming this weekend. We're excited about the resurrection, the power of the resurrection that yeah. we celebrate on Sunday. But it was an incredible week as well, um, where hopefully um, in this season that we're in today with uh, with ministries looking a little bit differently than uh, gathering together in large gatherings and such, um, hopefully this week will be an incredible time for you to spend um, pressing into what Jesus has done to uh, to make a way to, to, to be friend, to be... Um, Savior, to be Lord. And, you know, what he did um, in this week that we celebrate, there's just some incredible things. We're not going to get into that today necessarily in this chapter, but man, I'm excited. I'm excited that we can, uh, we can celebrate Easter didn't stop because, uh, because of a virus somewhere, you know, and um, we actually have victory because of over things like this and the isolation. I think about the isolation just in the grave and and how, how lonely Jesus might've been, you know, and to think about, you know what, that was just the beginning, actually the most craziest, loneliest separation that anyone has ever experienced actually opened the door for the most intimate relationship you could ever have, wow. right? In having a Savior that will do life with you, live on the inside, release the power of the Holy Spirit to to live in you, even through the book of Acts here. And so just an incredible week, an incredible time to uh, celebrate the, the closeness that we can have with the Savior, though we can't meet together in, in large buildings and, you know, large communities like we like we know and have loved for so many years, we get to do it over the air. And so thanks for doing it with us. Thanks for uh, being friend out there um, to this program. And so let's uh, let's take a look at the chapter. I'm in a I guess we got a couple of things other yeah. besides Easter this weekend. Yeah, you want to tell them how to get too. connected to our Easter yeah, services? We'd love for you to get connected through our Easter services and everything we have going on really on our website is the best place. That's ECCC.us. You can stay tuned with what the service times are. We're broadcasting every Sunday 
We've got a live experience for you to interact with where we have service hosts. You can get in there and comment and be able to be involved as we're praying for you and connecting with you. We've done an amazing Facebook Live broadcast. Just get plugged in and do that. So everything is really at our website. That's the best place to be able to find out. And as we've just gotten done with Good Friday and the triumphal entry, and we're getting into Easter this weekend, we're excited for you to do that and share that out there because there's a lot of people that need hope. I was so excited this last weekend as I set up a watch party on Facebook and I shared it out and it was really fun to go through my friends list and invite people that I've thought about inviting to church for years, but have never done it. Like I was chicken and I didn't cross the chicken line, but on Facebook, it's pretty easy to just say invite. And I had a handful of them join in. They may not stay the whole time, but I got to see that list grow. And I had, I don't know, one point like 15 people watching service with me. And I was like, yes, invite them, invite them, invite them. And, you know, maybe a couple that I chickened out a little bit, I'll be a little more brave with Easter coming up because we know that Easter is one of the two most popular days of the year for people to attend service, especially with it being right now where the world needs hope. I want to encourage you and challenge you out there, cross the chicken line, be a little bit more bold and be able to invite people to be a part of this online church experience because the world needs hope. Yeah. Hope is, uh, is found in Jesus. He is the hope of the world. Amen. And so we're going to, uh, we're going to get into chapter now. It's Acts chapter six. There's uh, 15 verses here. It's a, uh, short and quick and uh, power-packed uh, chapter here. Yeah. So I will get you started. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. What do you have over yeah, there, Yeah, same Christian? for me, NLT. I love it. Right on. So I'll say unto you, read, sir. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so the brothers select seven men who were all well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching of the word. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochus, Nicodor, Timor, Paramias, and Nicholas of Antioch, an early convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles. They prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. All right, verse 8. Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day, some men from the synagogue of freed slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. They were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Sicilia, and the province of Asia. None of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. So they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen, saying, We heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. This roused the people, the elders and the teachers of religious law, so they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The lying witnesses said, This man is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. Ah, man. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty interesting little chapter here. There's a uh, like like we said, there's a uh, not a, not a whole lot, um, fifteen verses only, but there's some things in here that uh, that stuck out to me. I, I maybe I just kind of kick it over to you, Christian. What uh, what stuck out to you? Yeah. I'll let you kind of get us started. That's and, uh, great. We'll roll from there. 
I love it. So one of the things that really jumped out to me is thinking about them running a food program is right now, you know, it's Tuesday here at the East Coast location, and we have a food program that's going strong. Is we we have it open and people are driving through in their cars yeah. rather than coming into the location, and we're able to put stuff in their trunk and honor everything that's being put out. But we're thriving in that way and being able to be the hands and feet of Jesus. But what was so cool is they said, hey, let's appoint these people to administrate and to be able to organize this thing. And then it said in the very next verse, this guy, Stephen, who was on the list, who was given an administrative task, maybe not a role of going out and, hey, all you're going to do, Stephen, is operate in miracles and be doing this evangelism or pastoral role. And I did air quotes there. And in his administration, it said Stephen did great miracles and God was moving. And so I think that is so cool. Pastor Dan has written an amazing book called Positioning for Breakthrough. Anne-Marie and I are reading it right now. And so oftentimes when we administrate well, God is going to be powerfully moving in miracles and in signs and wonders. Is when you set things up, God is a God of order and administration. So in your personal life out there, as you're trying to get your family organized, as you're trying to get your, your food inventory and maybe your toilet paper supply figured out, and as you're administrating your work and how you're going to set up your finances right now with wanting to have a rainy day fund and being wise in the way you spend and reducing your cost to be able to just have some good, you know, fortitude in that yeah. is that God will still show up in miracles and in power in that thing that may seem a little bit simple, like, hey, you guys just go take care of this. We, we got some praying to do. That feels a little weird sometimes, but you go take care of that. And then God showed up powerfully. Yeah, you know, the, the picture here is that they were empowering some other people to do some incredible things, and that opened the door in Stephen's life to be used of God. Like, yeah. think about people sitting watching on the sidelines, and, you know, I, I've coached a lot of different things over the years, and, and a, a good coach gets his team on the field, right? Like, yeah. it, it does you no good if you're the—the the coach can't go out there in baseball, for instance, can't go out there and play nine positions. It just doesn't work that way. You need you need people to be able to fulfill— the, um, the picture that needs to be painted is we want to make sure as leaders, as we'll call it ministers, call it um, pastors, call it a variety of things in ministry, this is a way that we can um, help others get connected to the dream and the design that God has for their lives. I mean, we we look and we go, man, there's a lot of great things said about Stephen right here. Like, I want to I want to be a man full of God's grace and power, too, performing yeah. amazing miracles and signs among the people. But somebody might go, well, he wasn't allowed to pray and preach or something. Or he wasn't allowed to, you know, be one of the guys that was, well, we go do the, the yeah. prayer and the teaching. Well, I don't know. I mean, the the prayer and the teaching can do a lot of things, but man, amazing signs and wonders, um, pretty <laughs> awesome, right? And like feeding a bunch of people. Uh, come on, like you know, you're meeting the needs of some people, and in that process, awesome. you're doing incredible ministry. And so, I would I would just say to you, wherever you're at out there, don't minimize what you are doing. Yeah. In the midst of what you are doing and staying busy and what God's designed you to do, and the the thing that's been put in your hand, whatever that is, be faithful to that thing, and that will position you for breakthrough. As you were commenting on Pastor Dan's book, just being faithful to do what you're supposed to do in this season. You know what? Watch what God does through this season on yeah. the backside of this, and you know it's it's like you know. I heard someone sharing recently on like the the pain of interest versus the power of interest, mm-hmm. and you know it's a financial thing. But you know if if we're not faithful to put money aside today, 
um, that interest cannot be as powerful as, as it grows and gains for down the road, right? It's being faithful to do the little things today so that you can appreciate it down the road when that when the power of, of interest is actually working for you. So longevity and investing and all that, and of course the market's doing crazy stuff and has been doing crazy for a few weeks and all that. But you know what? The value of continuing to invest, the value of... Con- I'm by no means a financial planner, and I'm not. I'm not encouraging to just a, you know go do a bunch of things financially right now. But what I'm saying to you is there is value in long-term principle, just continuing to go into an account that's going to grow. Yeah. There's power in that. There's also pain on the interest side. If you're going to you know run up credit cards and you're going to be paying interest, you oh, know yeah. that other side of interest is a painful side. And so that's because we want to do something right now. I want to get the answer right now. I might want to go spend something right now because I need it. And I you know. There, there's a story in the Old Testament of a guy compromising his whole future, his inheritance, because he's going to die. He's starving, and he gave it all up for a bowl of stew. Yep. You know, you can give a lot up by paying a lot of interest today. And so I guess my encouragement to you is go be faithful and do what's right on the little side and watch what God does. When you're faithful with the little, he said, you know, you're going to see you're going to see some incredible things in the future. And that's what we see going on here in this chapter. We see that some men of God said, you know what? There's some sort of complaining. There's some sort of uh, dispute going on here. Let's figure out how we can make this work so that we can do all of those things and uh, not just get into the, you know, they could have easily been just bickering and, you know, you know, get into the argument. We don't see the argument. We say, hey, let's come up with a solution, which I yeah, like. I like it a lot, too. Something else that really jumped out to me is thinking about Stephen and the way that he does this defense is it's very natural in our culture and our world to want to be argumentative especially with social media. It's amazing how, you know, being able to hide behind a computer screen has allowed a lot of people to be feel a lot more empowered than when they would have to confront someone face-to-face. It's a sure. whole lot different, you know. I'm looking at Pastor Brian across the table from me, guys, and if you don't know, he's six foot eight. you know, pretty jacked here. Solid 222 yeah. pounds. Come yeah. on, just jacked. Yeah, jacked. And Got so noodles. Well, it, if you don't know what jacked is, that means uh, muscular. Yeah, muscular. and so he, he's pretty <laughs> jacked. But Whatever. talking to him face-to-face may be different than if you're just sitting behind you know, your keyboard, making comments and doing things. But what I love here is that Stephen allowed the Holy Spirit to defend him. And he didn't come out trying to just like, later in the chapter, he does get a little bit heated up when he starts talking about, you know, the way that Jesus was killed and persecuted. But he's allowing Jesus to be able to be his defender. And I want to encourage you also to let God do that, is we're in the middle of doing a freedom Bible study as a part of East Coast. And we recently, with our group, just did a chapter talking about forgiveness. And freedom is a a 12-week Bible study that takes you through a lot of the foundations of Christianity, and forgiveness is a big part of that. And we talked about when you have someone who's hurt or offended you, is it's not your job to try to seek out vengeance. And it's also not just your thing to just say, hey, that never happened. You don't act like it didn't happen at all, but it is your job to set them free so that way you can be free. And I think here in this situation, we're going to read more later this week about how Stephen deals with some tough stuff. You know, he goes on to be the first martyr in the, the New Testament as a, a person dying for Jesus, but he does it in a way where he gives everything to God and says, God, I trust you that you're going to be my defender, and I'm not going to try to just defend myself, but I'm going to say that your kingdom and what I'm representing is more important than just my own personal ambition. Yeah, that's good. I, I really like the uh, what is said about Stephen in this chapter. Like, we see what a man of God looks like. And, yeah. you know, we see some 
some labels, you know, put on him full of grace. I shared this full of grace and power, perform amazing miracles. It goes on to say that, um, verse 10, none of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with yeah. which Stephen spoke. I want to be that guy. Yeah. You know, like I want to be the guy who, you know, when, when you're called on the carpet, you know, they wanted to debate, debate with him. It just says that, you know, no one could stand against the wisdom that he had. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not because Stephen had, had experienced all the things that he needed to experience to be able to argue with somebody. You know, many times the wisdom that we, that we walk in that will actually, you know, help people appreciate maybe what we are saying is wisdom from heaven, you know, and um, there's a great verse in James that says, if we'll pray and we'll ask for wisdom, God will give it to us liberally, that without reproach, he's not holding back. And so one of the things that I personally, um, at 43 years old, trying to, you know, operate in the gifts of that God's given me to, 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 I don't know, to do a lot of things around the church and ministry and my family. I mean, I'm in, I'm in roles today that I'm like, man, how did I get here? But I want to, I want to walk in the wisdom of God. I want to be like Stephen. That would, when I would share the wisdom of God, that people would go, okay, I get that now, and they can learn and they can grow from that. I, I, but that doesn't come without asking. You know, we gotta, yeah. we gotta dig in. I could not have all the experience that I need to be able to do all the things that I, that I do today. I don't know how to be a great father other than I've, I've learned from some people around me. But then I also have the supernatural power of God on the inside of me that, that leads me and that I can hear His voice and go, hey, you know, why don't you do this today? Why don't you stop and you know spend a few minutes with your, you know, with your child today? Why don't you spend a few minutes with your wife? Why don't you spend, you know, the things that God has spoken to me? I find greater value in saying yes to those things in relationship and, you know, in stewarding relationships around me. And so, I mean, this is a challenging time that we're in that, you know, think about so much is homebound at this point where people have been very, very busy. Our culture demands busy on so many levels. And now we're being asked to slow down, being yep. able, being asked to stay home, being asked Forced to, to. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just hey, this really changes things, and so I think at a, this is a great time to be asking God for wisdom. We could be growing in the in the cave, if you will. Like you know, we see great stories of you know David. David learned a bunch, not necessarily out you know when he was leading, but when he was out in the pasture and he was a shepherd, or yep. you know when he was on the run and he was hanging in a cave somewhere. Maybe this could be a time of your life where you would actually spend some time drawing close to God and let the wisdom of God come into you that you might be used in the future for incredible things. I think about a, you know, a bow and arrow, you know, there, there's some, there's some, there's some pulling back on a, on a bow to fire an arrow to go forward, you know, and in this stretching time of our lives to go, man, this is the different season than anyone's ever experienced before, you know, but you know what, what greater time to press into God, what greater time to get some wisdom from heaven and ask for it. I personally, in this, uh, over the last month or so, I've put a reminder on my phone to literally at 7 a.m. to remind me to ask for wisdom. Mm-hmm. There's great technology out there to help you. I want to ask. If God says ask and he's going to give it to me, yeah. I need, I'm going to ask, you know. And so I'm just, I'm just going, hey, God, thanks for wisdom today. Thanks for everything that I need to operate as dad, as husband, as, you know, pastor, as leader, as brother, as, you know, all the things that we have in life today. I want to just walk in the wisdom of God. And I want this to be said of me that, that I was led of the, of the wisdom of God and the spirit Um that comes out of me. I want that to be the spirit of God. We can see a, a, a different picture of some spirit up here at the top that, you know, where people are complaining and grumbling and, yeah. you know, that's not the same spirit that Stephen walked in. And, yeah. um, you know, we can get hung up. We can get, there's a lot of disconnects that come with that striving and, you know, just the complaining and discontent. And I mean, these words up here at the top of the chapter of, you know, rumblings of discontent and believers complaining about what's not getting done and who's getting neglected. You know what, man, 
it's challenging times. There's a lot of things to complain about right now if you want to complain, but I, I think that's one of those disconnects. That's one of the things that's going to choke out the grace of God in your yeah. life really fast. So be careful with that, I guess. Yeah, I love that you went there. I had written down the word discontent about two minutes ago, and I wasn't sure how to segue, and you set it up perfect. Is That's a word that God's had to do a lot of work on me in, is always looking at, hey, what could we do better? What what could I be doing this? And the the Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. And so just, I'm going to say it again, because that's one of the key verses in my life, as I've meditated on that even thousands of times now, godliness with contentment is great gain. And so as we're looking at the growth, here they've got growth, and then there came rumbling and discontent, as oftentimes growth, yeah. with it's not managed well, can be the enemy of true vision and the original heart. And growth is not always your friend, is if you don't manage the culture well, if you don't manage what's happening, growth can be the downfall of a, an organization, of an entity that's going on, is that you have to keep that same original spirit that they had when they just wanted to preach the gospel and get the word out there. Whatever's happening in your life, I want to challenge you not to allow discontent to come in. Pastor Brian and mentioned that is that it'd be very easy to sit back and to be able to, you know, armchair quarterback again, sorry to use that term again, but the way that our leaders are making decisions, our, our governor, our county commissioners, or our president, and to say, hey, they could be doing this, or why isn't this happening? Or maybe the leader in your company or organization, you may be facing a layoff or a furlough or something else. And we don't always know the full picture, but asking for wisdom and then asking God to help you with that discontent in your heart and yeah. say, today, sufficient for today is today's troubles, is what Jesus said. Let me pray about what I can do today to be able to make my world better. And I'm going to share this every time I get on the radio, as Philippians 4, 6 says, whatever's true, whatever's good, whatever's pure, whatever's holy, let's meditate and think on these things, whatever's of good report. And so put those things before your eyes and let that be what you meditate on, and then let the wisdom of God flow from that rather than just if you're feeding on news and so much negativity, it's going to be very easy for your cup not to be half full, to be bone dry, and then you'll be operating out of that. You know, this uh, this thought you, you shared that um, that at, right after this uh, rapid multiplying um, comes grumbling and discontent, yeah. you know, like it should have been the season where they would just be celebrating. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, I mean, we got Easter weekend coming this weekend, and it is one of the days in the church year where more people come to Christ, more people make decisions for Christ than other days um, around the year. It just yep. happens that people are willing to come to church, willing to be a part of a ministry, willing to hear the gospel on a day like that, and that people respond to that. And so here comes rapid multiplication, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what? Let's be people who celebrate. Let's be people who find something good today to celebrate. Celebrate somebody who is doing something good, somebody coming to Christ, somebody who's taking a step. Man, maybe the, you, you've witnessed, you've watched even from afar, you've seen somebody out there make a decision to say yes to God, whatever that is, to be a better dad, to be a better wife, to be a better child, to find something worthy of praise yeah. and think on that thing. Yeah. And you know what? If you see it, say it. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. one of the greatest leadership principles that I've, I've ever been taught is if you see it, say it. If you see somebody doing something good, say it. Mm -hmm. If we're always critical and we're always grumbling and complaining, you know what? It has it has a weight, and that weight is not healthy. It's not best. It's not good. It's not what makes organizations thrive. Organizations yeah. do not thrive on being critical. Now, there are some businesses that are that is their job is to be critical, right? But you know what? That's not the church's job to be critical. We're supposed to be known for what we are for and not yeah. always what we're against. Yeah, Many life. times the picture of Christianity has been painted that we're against all of these things. 
The truth is that we're about life and life more abundant. That's yeah. what Jesus said he came to give us, to give us life and life more abundant. Let's find some things that are life-giving. Let's celebrate those things. Now, it may not look always the same as what you've experienced, you know, life-giving environments, for instance. You know what? Let's let's make our homes life-giving. In this season, what better thing to do than to make your home life-giving? It could be picking at each other and what they're not doing. And, you know, man, you're maybe you're cleaning out closets or maybe you're you're doing something to, to rearrange some things in your home. You know what? Let's let's find some things that are uh that are valuable to celebrate in our homes this week. If we don't, you know what? We can have some grumbling, complaining, some discontent, and some misery, honestly. That's what's going to come um, behind all of that. So. Yeah, I got a good friend who I've been talking to him on a regular basis. He says, man, my yard's never going to be looking better. <laughs> like, putting in sod, and I mean, some of that may change here, yeah. you know, with being able to, to get out to the stores in the same ways. But, you know, sod's all on point. The sprinklers yeah. are good. And spending time with the family, I want to encourage you with that, is that I'm a dad of three kids, 15, 13, and 9, and wanting to press in even more with one-on-one time, taking a walk with them and honoring the social distancing and being respectful of what's going on. But allowing this to be a time of growth internally in your family, not to just be a time where you're all doing your own thing on your own devices, heads down, but putting devices away, pull out a board game, yeah. you know, do something together, read a book together, go outside and let this be something that we can look back on and say, we're better because of this rather than moving in the wrong direction. Yeah, we're going to need to take a break. We'll come right back after the break. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. 
Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. All right, in the last minutes here of our show, I just wanted to uh, look at one more verse here. It's in verse 7. It says, So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. You know, I love I love the the idea that the gospel continued to spread, that it happened um, in, in the midst of this complaining and, uh, you know, discontent at the top of the chapter. They, they made some adjustments to, to better minister and to do some things differently that sometimes in your seasons of, of criticism and in some of the criticisms, there actually might be some truth that could help you and see something expand yeah. in your own in your own ministry, in your own family, in your own life. And that's so good. you don't have to own every bit of criticism that's out there and take it as, you know, as gold. I think you should uh, be careful with that. However, know that maybe a little minor tweak that came out of a, of, of a critical thought or a critical statement, you could set that aside and go, is there any truth to that? Is there anything good and you can actually look in on that and go hey is there a way to see something great come out of that and i would say that god's message continuing to spread is a great thing that came out of some people complaining about not not taking care of some widows and not feeding people like they yeah. need to that here came some expansion because of that and so that it greatly increased my hope is that that would be the case in this season of our community as well that the gospel would go out in power that the gospel would continue to go out that relationally neighbor to neighbor hey is there anything we can help you with over there is there anything you need over there may you're making deliveries to your neighbor. I don't know what it would look like, but you can love people in this season. Let's not forget to love people around us and close by. Of course, we need social distancing. Of course, we need to be careful. But to God be the glory. Let's see that. Let's see the kingdom of God advance and move forward because you're out there. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.